All right, so if you recall, what we're doing is we're discussing um, whether one, well, we started discussing whether one bracha will take in uh, everybody, whether they have to be together as a unit, whether they did it separately. You recall last time what the difference between sitting and sitting together and reclining and reclining together on all of that. And we had it mostly to do with uh, bread and with wine. We're now going to move to mugmar, which is the spices. Now, why would they use spices? The smell, the smell in their hands, and then the, you know everything was salty in that sense, and they ate with their hands. So the mugmar spices were were done right at the end of the of the meal. Um, and the question is, who says the bracha? Okay, because you're going to we're going to see this is what's known as brachotanayanin. You're deriving benefit from the smell of the uh, spices. So the question is, who is going to say the bracha and have everybody included in that? Um, and then we're going to have a little bit of discussion of when you say the bracha. Okay, is it when it starts? Is it when you have the smell? Um, is it after the fact, etc.? And then they will go into a section which deals with what brachot are recited for certain spices, what are for other spices, um, and they pick some things that are not well known, uh, to say the least, at least to me, and, and, and even to some of the commentators who will try to figure out what they are and what the ramifications are for today as well. Okay, so that's kind of the first part of our work today, and probably almost all of it uh, today. Okay, somebody want to take it today? Okay, Nina, please. Vuhuomner alhamugmar hulu. Lit katane vuhuomner alhamugmar. Nuklau di ika adit mine vaamai. Hawil vuhu natalia dav tequila vaafrona. Okay, stop, stop, stop there for a second. Okay. So, if you look back at the Mishnah, it has this whole section, if they sit together, one person says the bracha for them, a sebu, if they recline, what that happens, etc. If they have wine in the middle of the meal, etc. And then it says, in the middle of all this statement, the who omer al hamugmar. Who is the who? Mm -hmm. Who is it referring to? Is it somebody who's doing berkat amazon? Is somebody who is the head of the table? Is it somebody who uh, has recited the bracha for the other ones as well? They're not sure who is, literally, who is the who. Okay? And it seems to be that if they have to say it, it must be excluding somebody else. Otherwise, why would you say vi who? You just say, Omer al-Mugmar. The person says the bracha on the spices. The fact that it has the, this pronoun, and he says, raises the question, who is the he, and who does it exclude? All right, and that's what they're dealing with for Midiktani the who, Omer al-Migmar, since it says, and he says it over the spices, Miklal the Ika Adif that there may be somebody who is more important or more prevalent to be able to say the bracha, rather than this particular person. We still don't know who that particular person is, so it, it needs to say, <coughs> presumably, the person beginning the Berkat Amazon says it on the Mi'gmar, but maybe there's somebody more important there. Maybe they're the person who said it for Hamotzi, matter somebody who said it over the wine, or whatever the case may be. 
Because he washed his hands first at the end. And the end is... Maya Machronim. Yeah, we've had this concept of Maya Machronim. You walk, sent around water again to take off the smell from your hands to make sure you're now going to say the bracha itself. So, why do we have to be able to say this person does it? Okay? And therefore, it's like one continuous thing. This is the first person that was given the, to be able to wash his hands. We already had that you do that, you know, to some extent in terms of importance. And at that point, what you're able to do is that person, the who, that's the person, presumably, who does it. Okay? Keep going. Okay, the person who washes hands first, afterwards, again, meaning he's the one who leads Amazon. so this seems to be the, the nature of vihu okay this seems to be the nature of vihu because again if it's a vihu it means somebody else is excluded and it's referring to one individual person alright Okay, so Rav, okay, who's in the Palestinian who moves to, to Babylonia, Rav Kia, who's already, who's in Palestine, are you sitting with Rabbi Bisudate? They had a meal together. Amarle Rabbi Lurav. Okay, he said to Rabbi, the Rabbi said to Rab, go wash your hands. Okay, now I have little grandchildren who have to wash their hands all the time, but that's not why he's saying it. <coughs> he saw that he was literally shaking. Okay, why was he shaking? Presumably because... Maybe he did something wrong. Maybe his hands were dirty. Maybe Rabbi wasn't pleased with him. Okay? He thought maybe he, the way the Steinsels and Rashi take it is, maybe he had too much to eat or was eating in an in immodest fashion. Go wash your hands. Okay? How many do you, your children, your grandchildren, you know? After they got it all over their faces and their hands, go wash your hands. Normally then means he didn't do things the right way. Amar le Rabbi Chaya, Bar Rabbi Amar le Rabbi Chia to who? Who's he talking to? To Rav. He's talking to Rav. In other words, don't worry about it. This is not what it really means. Bar Pachte, he says Ben Atzilim. How do they translate it? A man of wealth. Son of nobles. Right. Wealth. Wealth. An Atzil is a noble, a wealthy person. Okay. He said, go get ready to do Birkat Amazon. Okay? Go get ready to do Birkat Amazon. You're going to wash your hands first for my Makronim. Now go get, get ready. Okay? Same as you know, you all, you sit around a table. 
and normally the person who's at the table says, would you lead us in benching? Right? And normally that person, if, they, if they're not sure of it, miratet. Right? Begins to get very anxious and begins to shake a little bit. So, what, what do we have here? We have here, again, what we call a diyuk on the Mishnah. They're not exactly sure what the Mishnah said, so they have to be very careful in terms of understanding who is the person who leads it, the bracha, and then a masesha something that happened that basically means the person who washes his hands first or was asked to wash his hands first, that's the person who should be leading Birkat Amazon. That was in a sense, in the same way as we would say, would you please lead us in benching? If you're sitting around the table, okay. Um, and they also tell us the who Omer Alamigmar, that the person who begins Birkat Amazon, he also leads the blessing for the spices. Now, what are the spices in this case? The burning of spices. Okay, so there will be a sense, a, a you know, a, a scent, a pleasant scent in the room. Okay, was that was that normally done? I didn't hear what spices you said. You didn't see what? I didn't hear what spices you said. We haven't said what spices. That's why you didn't hear it. <laughs> so, Millie, either you're trying to hear things or whatever. <laughs> Hearing voices is not too good this today. I didn't say what you just said. Bukmar is just spices right now. Now we're going to go into. What kind of spices are you talking about? So <clears throat> this is a conversation among uh, rabbis and students, I presume, and it looks to me like Hanasi is showing that he's really in charge and he's deciding who's going to do what. Yeah, yeah. He's, well, if you're sitting at the patriarch's table, he's in charge. Okay, the balabite is in, t in, in charge. You know, uh, presumably, if you're, you know, you have people over, you decide who's going to do Birkat Amazon. Or, or maybe Pam does. I don't know. But, <laughs> you, 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 but <laughs> normal, normally, it's at least that the people of people of the household decide who's going to lead Berkat Mazon. That's what it is. Okay. But the key for us really is that he said to him, "Go wash your hands," and that was the key to the person who washes his hands does Berkat first does Berkat because presumably then he would have, everybody else would do so as well. Okay, and that person also. Omer al-Mugmar says it over the spices. Okay? So since Millie already studied ahead and found out what kind of spices, let's kind of, we're going to try to catch up with you, Millie. This one has got this comment that because nothing, there wasn't, there weren't books, and so the person leading right. needed time to review the blessings. Right. Go study. Okay. Okay? Today we all have, right. All right, so far? Okay. Let's now deal with what kind of spices and when you say the blessing. Okay, so when do you say the blessing for the smell, for the scent? Okay? Is it when you light the spices and they begin to burn? Okay. Think of the 60s when you uh, would have, you know, all the, the spices and, and all the scents in the room that would go, okay? You don't remember the 60s, I know, Jerry, but those of us who are at college, those of us who are at college, I remember, you know, not, a, not unusual. 
I won't say why they had to put the, the spices on or anything. It's a, di a different story. Um, okay, so when, is it when you light it? Is it when you smell it? Is it when you see the smoke? Okay, it's not like you're gonna you're gonna say the motzi and then or say the or the bori uh, and then eat or drink. There's a process here. So when in that process do you say the bracha? That's the question that they're gonna first ask. And what's the difference between mugmar and besamim? Mugmar is their word for it. That's all. It's the same is, thing. Is it Aramaic? Mugmar's not Aramaic. It's a Hebrew, I think it's a Hebrew word too. Thank you. It's a Hebrew word because it's in the Mishnah. Okay. No, no, you missed the two main words. Okay. Tim arto. When the smoke goes up. Okay. When you when you see the smoke. It may be just at the beginning of before you sell. You have, if you have scented candles, okay, which is okay, to say, take that as you may see the smoke before you actually smell. All right. So it's saying as soon as you see the smoke, you can say the bracha. You have to have a certain amount of stuff in the air in order to smell it, particles per whatever. Okay. So and what comes first, your 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 sight or your smell? I would think your sight. I think you would see it first before you would smell it. What? Right, you'd put it on the coals and then, then you'd see the smoke. And then yeah. you know, once there's enough scent, once there's enough smoke, you'd smell it. And I'd be out of there before you go. <laughs> okay. Amarle Rabbi Zera, Lurava, Barimia. The Halaka Ara. But he didn't smell it yet. All right, you saw smoke, so you don't say the bracha over the smoke. You say, you know, if you're going to smell a flower, it's not when you see it; it's when you smell it, when you actually gain what we know berkot when you actually get, you know, derived benefit from it. So, how can he say the bracha on the when he sees the smoke, even before he smells the scent in the air? <laughs> Well, if you're following your logic, how can I say hamotzi when you, all I've got it is in front of me is the bread, right? I see it, but I haven't eaten it yet. Okay? Clearly you say the bracha before you do something. We know that, but he's saying, look at the logic part of it. Shouldn't it be when you taste it already, say the bracha? What, what do you go? What is? Why do you say the bracha? Because you're getting ready. You're da'at. Your mind is. What's the next thing you're going to do? Taste the bread. Well, that's your intention. What? That's your intention to eat right. the bread. Right. Well, you can't say the bracha and then not eat the bread. So you know when I do with the with the kids at the hamotzi um, at the bar mitzvahs, you know, then I take them in there and I said after I cut them the bread, they say mosi you got to taste it. You know, you got to taste these. Now go run off with your friends. Exactly what happens. Because they've been finished and ready to run with their friends, or somebody wants to wish them a mazel tov. You said the bracha, you got to have the bread. Okay? Which is one of the reasons I've said before, I, didn't, I don't particularly like doing the, the motzi on the, on the bima. Everybody feeling they've done motzi already. Well, here also, 
You're seeing the smoke. What is your intention? Smell to smell it. You don't want to just see smoke. You want to see it over the coals. You know, be able to sit, to have that scented uh, air at that point. Amar Rabbi Chia Bereid Aba Bar Nachamani Amar Rab Chista Amar Rab the Amrila Amar Rab Chista Amar Zeirim. So you have a you have a tradition here of which different people they're not sure exactly it's different people from different generations offered this particular teaching. Kol Hamudmarot Mevarchin Alehen Borei Atzei Asamim. Okay, so Boreat Sevasamim, if you in a Sephardic Havdalah, have any of you seen a Sephardic Havdalah, what do they do? They pass what around? Something like a Hadas. Okay? So, a leaf of something. Okay? And they don't say Borei Mine B'Samim, they say Borei Atzei B'Samim, because it's from the tree. Okay? That's, the, that's been the tradition. We just, when we pass it around, we have spices. Anything you can smell. It can be cinnamon, it can be oregano, it can be anything you want, as long as it has a smell. And we say Borei Mine B'Samim. So, Rav Kola Mugmarot. Okay? Now, that's why the, the, before somebody asked what kind of spices, it, now we're getting into what kind of spices. The same thing, okay, Brad? Mm-hmm. Over all the spices, okay, for they're coming from something that's trees. Mushk. Mushk seems to be, we have a picture here in the corner for some of you, some sort of animal that gives off a secretion. Okay? Maybe musk. Well, that's what it says here. Yeah, I mean, because they don't know what it is. I mean, really, you know. They don't really know what, what it is. We call it musk. It actually says there's a musk deer and it gives the genus and species a homeless deer-like animal when right. it comes from one of the glands. Yeah, that, again, it's a secretion. Okay? It's a secretion. Shemin chayahu. It comes from an animal. You can't say borea seva samim, right? Because it doesn't come from this particular, from a tree. It comes from something that's a chayah. It's come something that's an animal, that's a living being. Then it also says in the note, some associate it with the biblical mirror, myrrh. Right, which means nobody knows what it is. I mean, that, you know, this is a, it, it's a tradition. Mushk obviously sounds like musk, so it's it's good. Musk, Rashi has, in old French, M-U-S-G-U-E or whatever it is, you know, that's, but whatever it is, it's an animal secretion which gives off a smell and presumably you're supposed to be able to okay now so since they don't know what it is what has Rashi said min ri'i shel chaya resh ayin yud I don't even know what ri'i is ri'i is the urine the secretions okay it gives off a smell So if you see a musk, and if you see this animal running around and you smell something, now you know what to say. Or someone tries to pass it. Or somebody, right, whatever. Pass the animal to Abdullah, right. (laughs) (laughs) I have this secretion. How would you like to smell it? (laughs) (laughs) What bracha do you say? Very good bracha. Your boys could bring it home one day. Who knows? (laughs) Not so bright.
ATV, Ain Varhin Samim, Ella Al Afar Simon, Shobet Rabbi, the Al Afar Simon, Shobet Kesar, the Al Hadas Shibakomakom. Okay, we have another tradition, which, okay, which is a Metve, which means it's another Mishnaic tradition or Mishnaic time tradition, the Brita, which disagrees with this. We Okay, today it is a parsimon, right? Parsimon, which does of course have a smell. Uh, again, is it exactly that? Again, he's got a, you know, Steinsaltz in his real training was a botanist, so he really knows this stuff. Um, this is not something that he did, doesn't know. It gives us again all kinds of things. Um, you know, Rashi basically says, We actually see the tree. Shel Beit Rabbi. Okay? Shel Beit Rabbi. Meaning, in Kesar, where would that, why would they take Beit Rabbi, the patriarch, and the Kesar? This was not a normal plant grown in your backyard. Okay? It had to be a plant which was grown in people who had wealth. Okay, the head of the Jews, the head of the Romans. That's pretty pretty significant people. Okay, so these it must have been some sort of plant which grew, which took either was very expensive to, to maintain or to purchase or to water or whatever the case may be. Okay, uh, again, shall Rabbi Bashelke, it's very fascinating. They use the two people who are the head of the, but the, 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 Palestinian or the Judean community and the Roman community. So this must have been, you know, re again, it, you, you, you people, different kinds of animals or fish, fish, take fish that people keep. Okay, most people keep goldfish. If you really, uh, you know, have the wealth to be able to do it, and you pick special fish in your fish tank, only certain people can afford certain things. This is the same kind of thing. Presumably, this Afarsimon tree had to be something which is very unusual, expensive, difficult to maintain, whatever the case may be, that only the, the, the hoi ploy of the two societies could maintain it. Okay? And the Hadas. Okay, the Hadas we all know. That's the first for a change. We actually know what it is. Um, and, and Rashi says, Anything like the Hadas, that the tree itself gives smell, and you don't have to burn it on the coals to create the smell. Okay, like, as you know, Hadas, the Hadas, the myrtle, gives its own smell. And what means they spoke about the reality of the situation. Hadas was something which is prevalent and can be seen by all. Okay, it's very prevalent, the myrtle. And therefore, anything like that that gives off a scent while it's still growing, and you don't have to take it off and cut it down and then use it to create spices, you say, Borei Atzei Visamim. That, of course, disagrees with what we had before. The Kolamogmarot, Mubarkinachem Borei Atzei Visamim. Here we have only these cases. 
Okay? Do you say it? Tiufta. Tiufta means it's a good question. We don't have a real answer. Tiufta. Very common say Tiufta, Tiufta. Rabbi Tiufta means this is a very good question. I don't know. Somehow there's no, they, didn't, they didn't work out how to be able to harmonize them or agree with them. Yeah, I, I do think I think I think it's very, you know, the reality of the situation is to pick those two. Right. Okay. Rarely do you have Beit Kesar that I know of. No, I, I mean, that's an unusual phrase. Okay, Beit Rabbi. Okay, we have Rabbi before, and you knew he was the head of the Jew, the, the Jewish community, etc. The patriarch, wealthy, knowledgeable, writing the Mishnah, etc. But Beit Kesar as a positive thing. Okay, the equivalent of Beit Rabbi. The equivalent of the secular ruler, and if you will, the Jewish ruler. Because historically, the Caesars taxed people extremely <coughs> if they had balsam. If they grew balsam or took it away really? by okay. royal decree. Because there's only a few areas in Getty, mm-hmm. it's all in the Dead Sea area, and you, you can see that by the second or third century, which of course is the end near the end of the period of the Caesars, per se, they were already taxing the population. Oh, thanks. Okay. Thank you. This just adds to what you just said, Fran. Apparently, this is the sorry mentioned among the incense oils used in the temple. During the second temple period, the choicest blossom trees grew in the Jericho Valley, and it was considered worth its weight in gold. That is why it merited its own special blessing. Who creates oil of our land? Later areas where the blossom was grown were considered the private property of the emperor. This explains the phrase uh, Beit Kesar. Okay, thank you. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, wait, wait. This is a good question. I'm not sure what the question is. really means. It said above that you only say Boreat Seasit Mishamim on all the Mugmarot. Except for mushk. Okay. Now the Metave comes and says we only use it for these things. Okay. Thanks. Chufta. We don't really have an answer to it. Okay. Okay. Now the mishka means the oil of the parsimon. What brachad you say? Okay, the same thing as we had before, you know, the for things grown on the trees. Is it the fruit or is it the juice? Never heard that bracha before. Bore Shemen Artsenu. Rabbi Yehuda apparently was a lover of Palestine. Artsenu. And Rabbi Yehuda is in Babylonia. Okay, he's in Babylonia. Artsenu means... And this Rashi says, Okay, from Reach. Okay, from Reach, from this concept of here. Alright? And he has, uh, brings a verse. Okay? That's Rashi's 
finding different answers of what this really means in that case. Eretz Yisrael is beloved to him, and therefore Shem and Artsenu. But what about the everybody else? What, is every, what does everybody else say? This is such an odd bracha. All right. and Artsenu. Arev. Arev means? Pleasant. Pleasant. Beautiful. Okay, beautiful, pleasant, who, who creates fine, oh, beautiful shemen, beautiful oil, beautiful juice, as such. Okay, so again, we've got now different kinds of things. Hai um, kisharta. Kisharta means, I believe, some sort of smell. What do they translate it? Costas. Hmm? Costas. I don't know where it is. This is the spice. I mean, do you want me to read the. This, this, <coughs> this is the spice uh, mentioned by Rashi and Kisoris uh, as being one of the 11 spices contained in the Kisoris, the blend of incense offered up twice daily and. and because you know, Pitu Maktor is the one that said after Enkelohenu in the traditional Sidur, etc. All of the that's where it all comes from. When they don't know what half of those things are, so the Kisurim would drop the whole thing. Except yeah, you're not supposed to take them out. This, but right, you're supposed you're not supposed not to do them. You're not supposed to touch them. Not supposed to do anything to do them. It was left for the guild. It's really what it was. It was the guild who knew how to do it, and they didn't share their secrets with anybody. And they eventually got punished because they didn't share their secrets. Because it was lost. Because it was lost. Right. So, um, meaning that which is kavush. No, kavush means really. What's the word? Hammered, pounded, pounded. That's what I want. Pounded. Okay? The fruit itself is pounded, and you have mishka. That one you don't say. You don't say a safe. Okay, even one that's pounded, you do say the same bracha. Techina in this case means litchon, to grind. If it's really ground up, that one you don't say a sevisamim. The people in Nahardea, which was one of the major cities in Babylonia, there were Sura, Pumbadita, and Naharda as the major places of yeshivot, of learning, and of, that people came to, to study. Even that which is ground up, okay, from this particular thing, they still said the bracha at Sevesamim. Alright, let's stop here and go down below first. So, let's look at Iyunim first. Birchat HaMugmar. Tamhu. They, they were they were puzzled. What's the big question about spices? 
everything you say the bracha before you actually take advantage of it. If you have an apple and you say the bracha, you're simply going to eat it. With the reach, you have to do something to get the scent. You have to light the candle. You have to pound out the spices. You have to put it on the coal. You're doing something. That's why this question came on this one, and not necessarily about other things. And there was at least a thought that maybe you should say it towards the end of the process and not at the beginning of the process when you see the smoke. So that's why they take mozi, because what do you do? You take you take the, the bread, you say the bracha, then you cut it, and then you have seven teeth. Okay, Birkat Afar Simon. So, why a special blessing? Because it grew in particular in Eretz Yisrael. Okay, that's what Rabbi Huda said. It shows the beauty and, and, the, and praises the land. And some people think it has a wonderful, beautiful smell. And you can smell it even before you have to take it off the tree and pound it or, or, or you know, break it apart to be able to create its thing. Let's look at Orach HaHalacha. When it starts to smoke, that's when you say the bracha. Okay, even before you, you smell it. You say it the same way as you would say that anything that created us any kind of other spices. What happens if, if you're upwind? <laughs> Do you know? Are you, are you, are you required then to walk around so that you can't smell it? Presumably you'll smell some of it. Remember, you're saying the bracha even before you smell it, so you wouldn't have to, presumably. Even though the smoke is going away from you, presumably you've said it when, the, when you see the smoke. Okay, so you don't follow the beautiful um, oil. Shemen kibush Okay, zayat, olive oil, which will be either pounded out or ground. Uh, 
If you put it together with spices, you say borei atzei b'samim. Okay, let's turn the page. Now we can get another one that's kind of an odd spice. Amarav Gidel Amarav Hai Simlach Mevarchin Ilavei Borei Atzei B'Samin Simlach Okay Rashi says Yasmin Jasmine Korim Lo Bishli Vishon Yishmael In Arabic it's known as Jasmine He says Umin Esef Sheyesh Bo Shalosh Shurot Shalin It has three It has leaves three together Zolamalamizo and and has it in each row, so that's the way Rashi defines it. How do they talk? About, what do they say in English? Well, what do they say in English? Somebody, Jasmine. Jasmine. Okay. Okay. al borei atzei v'samim. Okay, something else. Chilfei diyama. Okay, Rashi again says it's it's some sort comes from espig. Okay, something which grows obviously right near the the yam. She bolet not nerd. Nerd is some sort of spice. What do they translate it as? Spike nard. Spike nard. Good. What helps me? Great. Also known as camel grass. What is his name? One of them, Rashi says, "Vahush she bullet nerd." Yeah, yeah, right. It's a spice. The spice, absolutely. But what kind of spice? Right. That's yeah, right. That's the problem. That's some some translate as rosemary. It says. Okay. Hmm. It feeds camels. Well, it gives it gives the genus and species. Like Good. So go find it. <laughs> there you go. All right. Next, Amar. What is the scriptural basis for this? Okay. It has to. Vehiel Tamagaga, who raised people to the roof. Who was it? The Jericho lady. The Jericho lady. All right, she was a, and that's where the verse says, okay, she took them up there and kind of hid them in this area. Selling Mazon, good. Zona means a prostitute selling Mazon. She was a food seller. She sold food. It's a plain on the word. It's elementary school. For it's, it's Lashon Nikia. Yes, <laughs> it's Lashon Nikia, as they say. <laughs> okay, next one. Rav Meshar Shia Amar. Hi, Narkom. Diginonita. Narkom. Okay, again, a narcissist. Translates a narcissist. I don't know exactly again what it is. What are they, a what? A daffodil? Yeah, it says, this one says Rashi, says rose. Yeah. Okay. You say, if you see it, you know you say, okay? Okay. Next. If it's found in the field, you say, not because it's not on the, on the tree, it's on the grass, it's on the ground. 
אמר רב ששת, הני סיגלי מברכים על העיבו בורי עשבי בשר. אוקיי, מה סיגלי? ויילט או משהו. אמר רב זוטרא, היי מן דמורך ואת רוגה So if you smell and everybody does, I watch everybody as they do lulav and etrog, they say it and they go, you know, but you don't, nobody says the bracha, because you're already, morach, anybody who smells an etrog, okay, in its full form, or chavush, it's found into something else, it's hidden into something else, omer baruch shnatan reach perot tov bar perot, It's some God who gave wonderful sense to a to the to the trees to the fruit, but that we don't do, of course. Okay. Um, although, according to Zerukh Aruch, Shemeriach Perot Haruim LaAchila, when you eat, when you smell things that are worthy of being eaten, Mevarecha Arecham Anotain Reach Tov BePerot. According to Shulchan Aruch, that's exactly the bracha that you say, but I've never seen it anywhere besides here. You don't see it anymore. Not that I know of. I never seen it or heard it. Yes, sir. So therefore, if you if you have a, an apple in front of you which has a fragrance, and you intend to eat the apple, yeah, but the, no, but yeah, because you don't really are, you aren't what what you have it because you're intending to eat it. Okay. If you go to flower, you're not going to eat the flower. You're going to smell it. That's the difference. So what is depends on your intention. Okay. Presumably, if you were going to eat that flower. Then you wouldn't say over the spices. You would say it over shakol niyadvaro or isveinu saim, whatever you would do. So it's what you what you're doing with it more than anything else. Okay. I mean, an orange. A lot of the fruit have, you know. Okay. If you if you can you eat a parsimon? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the question is, what are you doing with it? If it's there for the smell, but if you're going to eat it, you don't say it over the smell. You say it over the the eating of it. ברכות It's Boremi Nevesamim, basically, on almost everything. Exactly why. Because we would, oh, I, gee, I'm going to taste, smell this. What brach? It's easier to take one that's general. Shakol Niyabid Varo, instead of, you know. You can't get it wrong, too. What? That way you can't get it wrong. Right, you can't get it wrong. And it's inclusive rather than trying to figure out exactly what to say. אמר רב יהודה, היימן דדפק ביומי ניסן, חזי אילני דקם מלב לבי אומר, ברוך שלא חיסר בעולמו כלום, וברא בו בריאות טובות ואילנות טובות, להתנאות בהן... If you go out in תקופת ניסן, meaning the spring, Okay, especially in Israel, on the kibbutz, some, I've been there a couple of times at that time, when they see the first blossoms, there are brachot to recite. Let me finish first. Okay, there are brachot to recite, when you see brachot ha'ilanot. If you go out, be a main nisan, into the spring season, 
and you can see the trees to come means literally to be shaking meaning they're getting they're growing and they're blossoming at that point Omer God, we thank God for not uh, uh, taking anything out of His world, making sure the world is complete. Uvarabo briotovot and created wonderful creatures, vilanotovot and beautiful trees, litnaot by Him bnei adam, so that we can derive pleasure from Him. That happens to be a beautiful bracha. Before they started to build up Israel, Yerzeliah was full of orange uh, orchards. And when you got off the bus, you, the season, you were hit by the smell of the blast. Yeah. I remember still Ramat Gan when I started to go before they really built the area. You'd get off and see, smell all the all the orchards. So I can imagine back further. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is a beautiful bracha, but there is a brachat la'ilanot. When you see the blossoms for the first time. And I say, you really see it on the kibbutz. Uh, when I've been with my family there, it's, it's, they go out. Almost right after shul, they're all to, to, to all saying blessings, recognizing, don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted that every spring you're going to have blossoms and trees and everything else under the sun, which, as all along, we take for granted all the time. And one of the purposes of brachot, as we've seen, is to stop, to recognize, to give thanks. Is that parallel to a shechiano? What? Is that parallel to a shechiano? No, shechiano is a different thing. I'm not a person who talks about Shachiano moments, etc. What happens if you if you reach the fall and you see a beautiful tree changing color? There is no bracha for the changing of color. Uh, no, why? In this really didn't really Right. Okay, there really is. You could you could say one that that you know because it is gorgeous. I mean, we we all admit to that. It's one of the things I probably miss. In Israel, you don't really have the change of seasons in that realm. Uh, have they come to Chicago or Boston, which at least have have those kind of things? But you could say, you know, you know, Sema Sebreshit, who creates the create the greatest part of the world, because it is it's magnificent. I mean, I, you know, you early part of the of the fall when again not every year, as you drive up Lakeshore Drive and in Sheridan, it's just it's breathtaking. The colors are breathtaking. Highland Park. Yeah, but even as you, as you go for you know the all the whole length, Highland, and again it depends on the rains, it depends on the cold. You know, this year I don't think it was as yeah. as, as colorful yeah, as some late. of the other years, yeah, but uh, yeah, at least where I was. Okay, so but so I, I, there isn't a bracha, but the same asebrei sheet would make sense to me in that realm to recognize again the the gift that we've received. Now, after we've all done this whole thing of. What blessing, you, what blessing do you say over this spice? And what blessing do you say over that smell? And what blessing, The Talmud says, how do I know I'm supposed to make a bracha? <laughs> After all of that, right? Which is typical of the way the Talmudic discourse kind of goes. <laughs> how do I know I even have to say a blessing over the spices, over the smell? This is, a, this is a beautiful one. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. We're going to get now for the next little while statements of Rab Zutra Marav. Some of them will be on topic and some will be off topic. This one is on topic. Okay. 
all of our souls literally will sing to God. We'll sing hallelujah. What is something that really our soul derives benefit from that our bodies don't necessarily do? Meaning, when you eat something, your body gains. When you smell something, it's not the same. Doesn't make you less hungry. Doesn't make you less thirsty. Doesn't give you anything beyond per pleasure. But the pleasure is something that they saw as something worthy of the blessing. Why? We should always bless God for all those things that are beautiful. That we, again, so we shouldn't take them for granted that we should be thankful. So it's a beautiful way of taking the verse that you would have never thought of it before. And the neshama gains some benefit, not necessarily the goof. And when the neshama gains benefit, that's as good as anything from. And again, as you know, when you're in a place or if you have something that's a beautiful smell, you're just almost uplifted. I mean, why do people take that etrog right away and smell it? Just want to breathe that in, as the case may be. Okay? Go to the botanic gardens of the, in the tulip time. Right? Or the roses. Or what? Or a good brandy. Or a good brandy. Okay. Each, has, each person has their own thing. That you're going to taste, though, you know? That's right. <laughs> I actually got the stuff for you, so we'll have to talk. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay? Um, so give me a call one day. I will. So, that it's, it is, again, it's a, I think a wonderful kind of saying is it's not only the, the, the physical benefit, it's, if you will, almost the spiritual benefit in this case. Not the same as when you see something. Correct. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, now we, again, we're going... Uh, we, we've, we're now into going to be for the next four paragraphs. Amarav, Zutra, Amarav. You can see the orality here of all these things placed together, even though they're not necessarily on topic. Oh, isn't that sweet? In the future, Bachurei Yisrael, the young people of the of Israel, meaning in this case, as you notice, it's in the masculine, presumably. Yiknu Reach Tov Kalvanon, they shall give. In other words, we're going to drive wonderful benefit from the young people, just like the the cedar of Lebanon or the smells of Lebanon. I'm not sure today, but. <laughs> This is from Hosea, Yelhu Yon Kotav. Yon Kotav are the young kids, right? Kazayat Hodo, and their their praise will be like the olive oil, like the olives, the Reach Lo Kalvanon. The smell like Lebanon. Okay, Lebanon to them was a, a place of, of beauty, the cedars and everything else, as I say, today is a little bit different for us. Next one. Okay, so what does that verse mean? It comes from Kohelet. Um, and the verse goes on beyond that. Okay, but Shekol Echad Ve'achad. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yipa made it beautiful. Okay, from Yafeh. The Kodesh Baruch Hu gives you your vocation as something of beauty. Okay, it's not just work, but it is something. Kol Echad Ve'achad Yipa HaKadosh Baruch Hu Umanato Be'fanav. 
Okay, how do they translate that exactly? Anybody? Right. Okay. Meaning, if you enjoy going to, you know, you, what you've always heard for people to say, oh, this wasn't work for me. This is a, this is what I wanted to do, you know, etc. If you can get to that stage, you're in good shape, right? And it's not just the job; it's feeling good. It's contributing to you, and you're contributing to others. Amara Papa. Okay, this is what people used to say, presumably in Babylon. This is like the, a motto, you know, slang. This is what people used to say. Okay, this is an odd one that you're not going to use too often. The Korah seems to be the, 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 um, the, the central part of uh, the palm tree. Okay, the heart, right, the heart of the palm. As such, okay, that telelo to be used for something else, the ihu and it's still used. So, it has to do ultimately. They said with a pig who rubs himself up up, up to it more than anything else. Okay, so how do they translate this one in English? Again, it's not a, something that you're going to say too often. It says, although hearts of palm are a delicacy, a pig will roll it in the mud, as is his wont. Every creature has his own particular tastes, and one cannot draw conclusions with regard to one based on the standards of another. Okay, that's the way the, the, the last part is not written there. But that means if a pig likes to do this, gagers into height. Okay, you don't have to do it. But the, the, in other words, everything is there for some sort of benefit, for some person, for some animal, for some creature. All is good in God's world. That's what this phrase is supposed to mean. Everything is here for a purpose. We just got to find for what purpose. Because the English sort of... The yeah, the English is forget it. I mean, no, it's, it's, it's an odd thing. The English expression is throw, throwing pearls before swine. Yeah, it's not, I don't it think it's the same thing. It means, doesn't mean the same thing no. at all. No. It means they won't appreciate it. Right. I don't think it means the same thing. Correct. <coughs> All right. Next one. The Amara Zutra Vartovia Amarav. Avuka Kishnaim. Okay. Avuka is a torch. If you're walking in the darkness, which they had to do all the time with a torch, it's as if two people are there the light and you. And if the moon is out, it's like three of you together. What are you worried about? The darkness. Okay, walk on, on my street in Sheridan Road now. Steve knows only too well, and Sandy knows. After the microburst, we didn't get our light back. It is as dark without lights on from the houses or without a moon. It is unbelievably dark. Pitch black. Right? Pitch black. Okay? It's like, so it's as if you're, if you're carrying a torch, it's as if something else is, you know, you're being escorted in the dark. Right? You're right. That's the point. So if there are three of you, you could bench. What? So if there are three of you, you could bench. Go on. Wrong session. Ibai lehu. Ibai lehu. Abuka kishnaim bahadei didei. Odilma abuka kishnaim lebar midei. Okay, is the two of them with like the abuka included or is it excluded? That's all. I mean. Silly question, so it doesn't matter. Tashma, <laughs> the reach is considered as three. Iyamarta, Iyamart, Bishlama, Bahadei, Didei, 
שפיר, אלא היא אמרת לבר מדידי if it's they're all included okay if they're not included what do we need the number four okay that it's like four different people is it you and the torch is something else is it you and the the, the uh, moon is something else etc what is this related to the shadim the demons in the dark if you're you're not walking alone, you uh, and you, if you light the light, if you're carrying a torch, and if the moon is out, you feel you're being accompanied, right? When that moon is and it gets very very cold, which it will as it will be, and the moon is out in full force, it is not as dark where we walk. Right? It helps an enormous amount, right? And if the with the torches, but if the lights from the people's either houses or the lamps by the end of the street are on, yeah. it's not as bad. But not on our side, not, not on your part, there are no Right, I know. There are no lights. Okay, so I mean, we do, you feel as if you're accompanied. And when you're accompanied, it's like you're not as anxious. And the anxious in this case is you may trip, you may walk in the mud, whatever the case may be. And the demons may harm you in any way possible. Demons have an aim. <laughs> right, well, whatever you want to call them, right. Baham Armar. If one is seeing, if the shade sees one person, going to get him. If he sees two, he's not going to come so quickly. And the three, it ain't going to get involved. Okay, these are common superstitions, but again, look at, again, people who walk, as I say, just in front of my house, know exactly what I'm talking, this is talking about. It means the two of them are together. The next one is really, I want to finish off one, that's why I'm pushing a little bit, because this is the one, best one to leave you with. Again, you can see this is all oral stuff. All of these phrases come from this person. And now we're going to get something totally off, but it's wonderful. This one has many different traditions, including Rabbi Shimon Chasida and Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. That obviously is a, you know, something of, gra of grave uh, importance now. And now they're going to teach you something. Noah. Noah. Ah, it's better to throw yourself into a fiery furnace rather than shame somebody else in public. Better than doing than shame. You all know the pillow story and the feathers that I have to repeat it. All of that is It's one of the worst things at shaming somebody in public. And how do we know the story? They're just going to hint it here. The story of Yehudan Tamar where Tamar could have totally embarrassed him and doesn't. Basically says, uh, tell him who does this belong to, if you recall, etc. We'll read it in a couple of weeks. Okay? This is a, uh, this one, I wanted to stop, you know, do this one because it is unbelievably so important. 
I go back to what I've said many times from the pulpit in the last little while. Word, thank you. Words matter. Words matter. Here's another example of words matter. And, you know, and it may be when you type them today. It may be when you say them. Doesn't matter. It's the same thing. Once they're out, you can't take them back. Okay, so the Rav Zook, they teach us lots of things. You know, if you remember anything from this class today, you can figure out whatever brachas you want to say. Remember this one. This is, this is powerful. Better you really hurt yourself, injure yourself, than injure somebody else. Very, very powerful. We'll pick up a niyunim maybe next time, but we'll continue next time. Shkoah, and we're going to continue with this realm and keep moving. Thank you.